Hi there, and welcome to Saddleback Valley Shares, the Saddleback Valley Unified School District's podcast where we'd like to keep you informed of important happenings uh, across the district. So this is Mark Perez, Director of Communications and Administrative Services, and I'm really excited about our next few podcasts that we're going to be pushing out to you. Uh, So what we've decided to do is do a four-part series where we take an in-depth look at each of our comprehensive high schools so that our listeners really get a good idea of what those schools are all about, what their identity is, and where they're at currently with um, their programs, uh, extracurriculars, and some additional information. So now we're going to go ahead and have a nice conversation with the principal from El Toro High School, Mrs. Terry Gussif. Welcome to Saddleback Valley Shares, Mrs. Gussif. Thank you for having me, Mark. I'm excited to be here. Oh, good. Well, we're excited to have you to hear all about what you have to offer over in Charger Land. So why don't you go ahead and start off with uh, telling our listeners a little bit about your school, just some basics. Uh, some of our listeners may not be aware where you're located and what you're all about. So if just a brief snapshot about what El Toro High School is. I'd be happy to do that. Um, El Toro High school is located in Lake Forest, California. We have approximately 2,400 students with approximately 150 faculty and staff members. We opened our doors in 1973 and our mascot is the Chargers, the bull, and our colors are blue and gold. Fantastic. All right. Now that we know where you're located, uh, let's go ahead and delve in a little deeper. The whole purpose, as you know, of this podcast is to really get an idea of what makes El Toro High School stand apart. What's your identity, right? Because our parents have multiple options in our district. And out of the four comprehensive school sites, we're just taking a little deeper look at each one. So I know you offer a lot of the same programs that our other comprehensive school sites offer. But are there any academic programs here at El Toro High School that you're extremely proud of that maybe set you apart that you'd like our listeners to hear a little bit more? about? Well, what truly sets us apart, um, Mark, is that we offer the AP Capstone program here at El Toro High School. We implemented the AP Capstone program last year. We have over 215 students enrolled in the program. It's an innovative program that equips students with the independent research, collaborative teamwork, and communication skills that are increasingly valued by our colleges. So we are the only school in Saddleback Valley Unified School District that offers this innovative program. And our parents may or may not be aware. I know for us, we throw around a lot of acronyms, and we're so used to them, we forget that maybe sometimes our listeners don't understand what those are. So AP, if you don't have any students that have been in secondary in a while, uh, stands for Advanced Placement, one of our most rigorous courses of study. Uh, Most of our listeners are probably aware that students can enroll in an AP class, and then once they take their AP exam, if they score a certain number on that exam, uh, they are able to get college credit, correct? That's the premise of an AP course. Three or higher, Mark. Okay, so it's essentially taking a college course on a high school campus. Correct, and we offer over 25 AP courses. In the AP Capstone program, the students are required to take an AP seminar and AP research course. The beauty of the AP Capstone program is the students have a choice to take additional AP courses of their choice. So if they're more of a humanities student, they might want to focus on more of history, for example, or an English, additional English class. If they are really focused on math and science, they might want to take an AP statistics class or AP environmental course. They get the option, so it's very uh, much student choice and really based on their interest. Okay, so what would the main difference if we have a listener that says, oh, well, I've had a student go through and they've taken AP courses at a high school before. I guess, could you in a nutshell just... I know, and I know you did this a little bit previously, but in a nutshell, what's the difference between taking a traditional AP course at a high school site versus being involved in the AP Capstone program? So the AP Capstone program is a unique program. 
they are required to take the two required courses, the AP seminar, the AP research, that really helps them with research, communication, collaboration skills, um, and also four courses of their choice. And they will earn an AP capstone diploma. Fantastic. And apart from that, the added benefit would be that they're getting that college credit, right? That so that's a lot correct. of things that people don't understand. They get that AP is a tough class. It looks great. They get a, weight, a weighted grade on their GPA. But if they do pass that AP exam, and I think a lot of our students and parents maybe aren't aware that if they pass that AP exam, that's money savings down the road in college. Can you explain how that equates to money savings? So yes, Mark, so they would get credit. They would not have to take those specific courses at the college level. So that will definitely save them significant number amount of money because it's thousands of dollars, as you know, depending on what university you attend. And time as well, right? Because if they get enough credits, they can maybe go in as a sophomore or half a freshman year already completed. So there are advantages apart from being exposed to the AP curriculum, which in and by itself, research has shown that being exposed to that curriculum and being in that class all year long will benefit them once they leave our high schools and they're in the college level. Uh, but apart from that, you know, that it, that um, advantage that they have here while they're at your school, there's the cost savings and then the time savings for parents once they're that in is, the that university. That is definitely correct. And like I said earlier, we have over 215 students that are enrolled in the AP That's amazing. Program. So That's it's definitely great. amazing. And I just want to give a little shout out, actually. AP uh, has grown tremendously here on your campus, right? And so some of you may be aware or may have a perception that AP is kind of like a gatekeeping type of course, right? Where you think only the top, top, top students will have access. I want to give a shout out to you because you here, particularly at El Toro High School, has done, you you and your team and your teachers, right? It's a group effort, have done an amazing job offering access to students into the AP courses. And that speaks a lot about your school culture and what you're doing as an administration to really give access to as many students as possible. Can you just share some of those numbers? Because I know you uh, got some shout outs earlier this year, but you are just growing your AP program across the board, right? We definitely are. We truly believe in open access, and there is a belief system here at El Toro High School that all students can be successful in an AP or honors course. It used to be kind of that old school mentality, right, where uh, you think, oh, only we're only going to let the select elite few super high-end uh, students into AP, but you're really changing that uh that perspective and that culture here on your campus because really, and we believe this as a school district, SVSD in general, is that we want to offer rigorous courses and those uh, high-level courses to as many students as possible. If they're willing to take that challenge and they want to work hard and try it, why not give them the access, right? And that's a newer mentality. Mark, let me just share with you some impressive statistical data. So in 2015, the number of AP students, 265, and then in 2019, 459. When you look at number of tests taken, in 2015, we had 383, and then in 2019, 964. What's really impressive, we've gained significant number of test takers, but the testing passage rate has been steady, one of the highest in SVUSD at 85%. Congratulations. And because a lot of times what happens is you open up that access, right? But as a result, sometimes when you have that much access, your pass rate may not be as high, right? But you have just 
really hit the nail on the head of why you're doing such a great job here is you're op- not only opening up access and giving so much more access to students, you're maintaining that great pass rate, as you said, one of the highest in, in the district. So congratulations. Well, Hats off you. to you and your team. All right. So I know that uh, we've delved into the AP Capstone, which is one of your flagship mm-hmm. programs here. It really sets you apart. What about, let's go to shift a little bit the conversation. Uh, some of our students are really into visual and performing arts. So can you talk a little bit uh, about what you have to offer to those students and families where that's really their passion and what they're looking for? We have superior uh, performing and visual arts here at El Toro High School. We have a wonderful, outstanding choir program where we have over 200 students that are enrolled in choir. What's really impressive with our choir or vocal music program is that our students go out into the community during the holiday season and they perform throughout the entire community. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yes, so they're out there almost every day performing um, in convalescent homes, just truly out there in the community, um, just spreading joy and happiness. And I'm sure the community, community appreciates having them come they in. They definitely appreciate that. We also have a superior um, uh, marching band. Um, we have instrumental music. They're very strong as well, um, earning the highest honors when they go out and compete. We also have um, electives such as ceramics, fundamental of arts. And so there's truly something for everyone here at El Toro High School. That's great. That's good to know because, you know, we don't have one size fits all, right? Correct. And so we want to do our best at all of our sites to meet the needs of every student that walks through our door, whether that's through academics, visual and performing arts, or let's go ahead and shift to the next topic, sports. So I know you have many of the same programs that our other comprehensive high schools have. Can you just talk a little bit about our, your sports, your extracurriculars of what's available to students here on your campus? So our students have um, a multitude of choices when it comes to athletic teams, both for females and males. We have have over 25 athletic teams. We have many CIF titles and championships, and our students every year earn millions of dollars in college scholarships. That's great. I mean, because they put that hard work into, you know, all these after school. It's not just about academics, right? They're stretched in a different a million different directions and it's nice to know that while they may not be able to while they have to balance and incorporate time to dedicate to sports at the end of the day sports and other types of extracurriculars can really help them out right like you said with scholarships tremendously. So with scholarships, that actually was perfect. It's like you're reading my mind. I wanted to segue into what options you have for our students uh, once they leave your four year, once they're here for four years and leave the doors of El Toro High School. So a lot of times, you know, we've been getting comments or feedback from the community asking, what do you do for your students that may not go straight into a four-year or to a two-year college, right? And it sounds like you've addressed those students that do want to take that path and pursue a four-year uh, degree. What about for students that may be interested in career and technical education or do you have any other type of maybe that are still um, more academic based uh, programs do you have anything any types of pathways that you offer your students that they can continue to pursue once they leave uh, El Toro yes um, we actually are going to become a STEAM school mark in 2021 and 2022 and just real quick another acronym STEAM that's science science technology engineering art and mathematics So as you are aware, Mark, um, SVUSD has initiated a K-12 STEAM Academy to develop students who are proficient in making innovative connections across a variety of disciplines, particularly in the areas related to STEAM. And so right now, Santiago Elementary School is 
esteemed school, and so is Serrano. So as you are aware, the majority of our students from Serrano come to El Toro. So we're very excited about this opportunity to implement the STEAM program here at El Toro in 2021-2022. So with um, what we're envisioning here at El Toro High School with the STEAM Academy is to provide core classes that meet the UC A through G approvement or approved classes for uh, the UCs and Cal States. And then we're looking at um, incorporating some of our CTE pathways within embedding that into the STEAM program. So we offer, for example, we offer um, multimedia, we offer broadcast journalism, engineering, computer science. We have an, a computer science pathway along okay. with automotive as well. Okay. So those are just a few of the pathways that we offer for our students. Okay, so you do have auto here on we campus. We do have automotive here on campus, okay. automotive tech. Okay. And some of those students that don't want to go to a traditional four-year university, they can continue on their education at Saddleback College, for example, those students that are enrolled in automotive. That's great, right? Because I always say we want to go in and make sure that our students are offered the opportunities. We want to make sure every student is eligible to go to a two-year or four-year. Mm -hmm. Whether they choose to or not, that's up to them. But we want to be able to make sure that we're offering option, then it sounds like you're doing that here at El Toro, whether That's it's two-year, four-year, straight into a career, into a vocational mm -hmm. uh, school, whatever that is, you really want to set them up for success and offer whatever you can to help facilitate that. That transition. is correct. Okay, fantastic. So um, next, we know, I think you've given us a really good idea of what parents can expect when they're here on your campus uh, for four years and kind of some options once they leave, but do you have any... Um, graduation statistics or stories or highlights that you'd like to share that kind of illustrate what El Toro High School Chargers are able to accomplish once they leave your campus? So our focus is on preparing all of our students for college and career readiness and we're very excited we boost very high graduation rates, very high SAT scores, as I mentioned our AP scores are extremely high as well um, and the number of test takers in addition to that, um, our graduates have been accepted to very prestigious universities such as Stanford, Yale, Princeton, UCI, MIT, and many other great universities. Great. So we're very proud of our students' accomplishments once they graduate from El Toro High School. And you recently had some national merit finalists. That is correct. is that correct. And every year we have one or two national merit finalists and several commended students as well. And that's no small feat for our listeners. That is correct. And we also recognize something I did not mention, Mark, is AP scholars. So with the implementation of our AP capstone program, we went from 47 AP scholars. And this year, I'm pleased to report that we went from 49 to 117 oh, AP scholars. Oh, so Thank you. We recognize those students at a AP scholar luncheon every year. That's fantastic. Make sure you invite me to that. I haven't I will. seen that I yet. will, definitely. So I'm going to throw you for a little loop here, Mrs. Gus. If I'm going to go off script because there's a couple things that I remember that are really unique to El Toro High School that I would like you to share. I'm proud of them and I know you are. So talk to us. You are well known here for your canned food drive. Yes, so are. can you just talk a little bit to the our listeners about that? Because that is a community-wide uh, event that you've just completed for this year. Just give us a little quick little blurb about what that is and why you're so well known for that. So truly here at El Toro High School, we have a, a rich tradition with generosity and compassion for the community. And so every year we have an annual canned food drive and uh, we raise over thousands and thousands of cans of food to help out the community. And it's truly a community event where it's not just the students and the staff, it's the neighbors come together as one Charger family. We're known as a Charger family. Mm -hmm. So 
just to make sure that we're giving back. And so we do this prior to Thanksgiving. It's usually the Friday prior to the Thanksgiving break. And it is um, a wonderful event where you see all stakeholders participating and truly believing in service before self. And so last year we were able to um, collect cans enough to feed 900 families wow. in one month. So this year it was very similar as well. I mean, you get thousands. Just for our listeners, it's kind of hard to comprehend unless you've been on site and seen the totality of the donations that you get. But you literally raise or get donated thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of food. Thousands and thousands of pounds of food. One year, our record was 117,000 cans. Wow, that's amazing. It truly is amazing. Yeah, and when you see it all together, it really kind of overwhelms you to realize that your community, that your students were able to come together and make that happen. It's it's truly uh, amazing um, to see. I invite you to be here next year, Mark. Yeah, for sure, I will be. Something that I have been here for, and this is one of the other things I want to talk about that I think you're doing such a remarkable job in, is revolving around mental health. So mental health is something, a topic that we hear about all the time. Our listeners, our parents were aware of the need to address mental health and the consequences of some mental health um, issues that may arise within our students. You have really taken the lead uh, on your campus here. A lot, all of our high schools are doing a lot. All of our schools, I should say, are doing a lot to address mental health and how to support our students. Can you talk to us a little bit? Because what, the event that I have been here for, a couple of events that you do for mental health. One is your um, wellness fair in the spring. And then I've been here for what you've implemented in the last couple of years, Wellness Wednesday. So those, these are both um, activities that really are trying to address the social emotional needs of our students. Can you talk to us about both of those events? Um, maybe let's start off with Wellness Wednesdays because that's something that happens every throughout the year here on your sure. campus. Let's start with that and then we'll get into kind of the springtime event. So we implemented a wellness program here at El Toro High School, and every Wednesday, my wonderful, amazing intervention counselor... So we implemented a wellness program here at El Toro High School, and every Wednesday, my wonderful, amazing intervention counselor, Rosie Sunstead, really facilitates Mindfulness Wednesdays, and that can be anywhere from meditation with students, yoga, she enlists the help of our wonderful attendance clerk, Ms. Deb Coates, and she'll engage the students in yoga, mindfulness, and then we bring in some outside speakers as well, just to educate the students on mental health resources that are available for our students to help meet their emotional and, and mental health needs. And so we really did a great job. It's fantastic. Just and just that, just so that our listeners are aware, maybe you have students over here that are participating, that or you have upcoming students and you're wondering, well, what does that look like? It's not mandatory. Students are able to attend if they'd like, and it's not, it doesn't interfere with class or instruction time. So right. thank you for pointing that out, Mark. It is during tutorial. We have a 40-minute tutorial Tuesday through Friday, and so it's dedicated to Wednesdays. Okay. And um, we will conduct yoga sessions in the Ox Gym, and so we've had up to 100 students students wow. participate and it's a very popular event the teachers in fact want to close their tutorial during tutorial oh, so wow. they can participate so we've expanded it to teachers there's a need okay. to help the teachers Correct. so on Tuesdays during their lunch period 
Ms. Deb Coates and Mrs. Uh, Rosie Sunstadt will facilitate activities for them as well. That's so awesome. And so I was going to ask you, it sounds like you've had great um, turnout. What's the feedback been from your students and your parents that have participated in Wellness Wednesdays? It's been very positive feedback. Um, parents at PSTO meetings and out in the community um, have just mentioned how it's truly helped their child. As okay. a result, some of the parents would like to be involved. That's okay. something that we're looking to expand to truly help not just our students and teachers, but also our parent community as well. That's great. And so really the whole point is to support our students in that social emotional um, world, but also, and through, and by, and the way we are doing that is by offering, teaching them coping skills, teaching them different strategies and education on how to deal with uh, the world that we're living in right now. So we're also focusing on stress reduction, you know, really finding out from the students what they need so we can best support them. So stress reduction. And I come, I need that. A I absolutely. <laughs> we, all, we can all utilize that. And their life skills, right? And You're teaching them skills. things that will serve them well that, to help them cope with lots of things that happen. And just you're just trying to help um, meet the need, it sounds like. Correct. That is correct. And so we partner with outside agencies as well. Laura's House has been here um, providing our students with presentations about healthy relationships, really promoting those relationships that are positive. Great. Awesome. I know the one I came to, I think, was when your school resource officer was speaking to them about an important topic. And so it was great to be able to listen. And it's a very um, non-judging, if you will, non-judgmental environment. And whoever is there is there because they want to be. And so it's it's a great group. So my hat's off to you. I know that number one, it's not easy. It's one more thing that you're adding to your plate, but you're really doing it because it's what your student body needs and you're listening to That is to correct. That's great. Okay, so along those same lines on mental health, you started something which I have been to a couple of years. Uh, it's been two years, I believe. Uh, it's correct. your, I want to get, what's the correct title? So Mental Health Awareness Fair. Okay. Okay, so can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because the first year I came, I think you had it out on the field, um, if I'm not mistaken, and it was only for your upperclassmen, and then I think you've now expanded it to include the whole student body, and you're doing it actually here on in the quad, so it's a little more accessible. Um, can you talk to us about what the purpose is and what that's all about? So um, we implemented the Mental Health Awareness Fair two years ago, and it was really as a response to our student body. Unfortunately, we had lost several students had passed away in one particular year and it happened to be during the time that we were planning and implementing our every 15 minutes okay. event. Which is a drinking and driving preventative program. That is correct. And um, in listening to the students, they really felt that in previous years, although it's been a, it's been a very effective event, um, the students felt that we really didn't provide students with resources. And now more than ever, students really need those resources so that they can seek the support that they need. So in listening to the students during the student-focused chats, the students mentioned they'd like to have a resource fair just to provide the resources from the community. So what we did, working with the students, along with Mrs. Sunstead, our intervention counselor, and working with closely with ASB, we partnered with... Um, over 25 community agencies. And so the first mental health awareness fair was a response to the third day of our every 15 minutes, just to make sure that students had the support that they needed after every 15 minutes. And then from there, we decided to um, implement it annually to make sure that on an annual basis that we are providing those um, necessary 
resources to support our students because oftentimes students when they are dealing with emotional issues or mental issues they don't know where to turn for help mm -hmm. and so we just wanted to make sure that not only do we have counselors here available at El Toro High School to support them but there's also outside agencies to provide them with the support services that they need. It's great. It's almost, I would, for someone that's never seen it before, if I were to give just a quick description, it's almost like a carnival, if you will. Correct. It's got kind of that environment. It's very positive, uplifting, joyful. You realize, you know, there's kiosks everywhere, little stands, and it's just one resource after another. It's not gloom and doom, right? right? It's very positive. The vibe is, you have music playing out there. You have prizes. I mean, and I've seen the students seem to be so attracted to it and it, it your quad fills up. I think every student is out there trying to take advantage of what resources That is correct. And our student wellness focus group um, really does a great job marketing the event and promoting it. And it's really um, enlisting the help of the staff, the students, and the parents. So it can be effective. And we do make it like a carnival event. It's fun. It's more interactive. There's activities for the students to engage in. Okay, great. And I'm assuming, just based off of what I've seen, that the response is positive. It's and very positive. Gonna doing it. We're going to keep doing it. Yes. Okay. So I um, I really wanted to highlight what you're doing for mental health because I think you're doing great things here. So Thank thanks you. for kind of diverting from what we said we we're going to talk about and uh, allowing me to kind of talk to you about that. All right. So now we're kind of wrapping up this episode. So Terry, I just want to give you, and I've done this with the other uh, principles. I want to give you a chance to kind of, the mic's going to be open mic. It's all you. Just give us your best little commercial about El Toro High School. Why should parents consider coming here? Um, your best your best El Toro High School commercial, if you will. Okay, so El Toro High School has been recognized as a California Distinguished School four times. We've been um, recognized as a Top 100 School, a National Blue Ribbon School for Excellence, um, by U.S. World News and Report in 2016, 2017, and 2019 as one of the best high schools. We also, something I didn't mention to you, what's unique to El Toro, which I really feel like we stand out, is if you've ever attended a sporting event such as a football game or a basketball game or a pep rally, you will soon discover that we have the highest school spirit. <laughs> we have tremendous pride and school spirit. In fact, in 2016, we were actually voted one of the most spirited high school in the nation. That's right. So That's we right. really stand out. You were that, down, down to the top, top three in the country, we were the, correct? We actually came in third okay. <laughs> <laughs> out of the entire nation. That's amazing. It truly is amazing. But really what, besides offering superior academic programs and extracurricular programs, what really makes us stand out, Mark, not just our school pride and also our um, generosity and compassion for others, but we're truly a culture of family. We're known as a charger family. And so you would ask anyone, a teacher, a, a student, or a parent, or someone out in the community, or an alumni for that matter, and really where we stand out is the people here at El Toro High School. We have outstanding, the most qualified teachers and staff members that are highly committed to academic excellence. We have creative, respectful, talented students, and also wonderful and supported parents that truly support their children's education. So here at El Toro High School, it's really more of a charger family, and we just want to provide all students with a positive high school experience. Thank you, Terry. And I hope you don't mind. I'm going to ask you to share one last thing. You know, I think you are 100% accurate that you're really what 
is so special about the school is that you are a Charger family. And I was fortunate enough to be at your graduation ceremony this last year, 2019. And uh, there was a young man who was one of your graduation speakers that actually spoke to that. And I actually get the chills right now thinking about it because it was one of the most amazing speeches I've ever heard. I see you getting a little teary-eyed right now, so I know you know what I'm talking about. So can you just, in a nutshell, explain what this young man said that really speaks to what you were just saying about it really being a unique place in a Charger family? Because that is a graduation speech that I know I'll remember till the end of my career, right? Yeah, it gives me the chills, Mark. Um, you know, it's it's a special place, and it's really a, a hidden jewel um, being here at El Toro High School. I've been here over 11 years, and it's a very warm, welcoming, accepting environment. And um, students that may um, be different, um, the students here are so accepting, and it's just wonderful to see that, and it's um, where everyone comes together to accept individual differences, and it truly, we feel that it's truly that Charger family that he was talking about. It's really hard to describe unless you're here as a student or a principal or a staff member, even as a parent. It's just a really special place, and um, people just treat you with the utmost respect. Um, we're very tolerant of individual differences, and. Um, just respecting and I would take it further. I would say accepting of ex accepting right. of, of individual differences. And so this was a young man that would be considered maybe by many as different. And he got up there and he spoke and really just spoke to how he, as different as he may be or people perceive him to be, that he was really embraced by this community, by this school, and that he had one of the most amazing experiences that he could have ever had, more than he ever thought he would be able to have here on campus. And I truly believe that it stems from the friendships that he has formed and, and just real positive relationships. Mm -hmm. And he was also involved in ASB, and that was part of his family, but it was bigger than just the ASB family. It was truly the Charger family, just accepting him. I mean, you could hear the whole stadium roar as soon as he was done with that. It was so powerful. And he just talked about the importance of relationships and having and forming these relationships in high school. And he truly feels that he'll continue. These are lasting relationships. Right. And these are individuals that will be with him the rest of his life. Right. It's great. And you've done a great job cultivating that here on campus because that doesn't just happen by itself, right? I mean, it's a testament to your leadership and that of your faculty and staff. So you've done a tremendous job here. So congratulations. It takes an entire team. It does. It takes an entire <laughs> team. You, of course. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to come speak with us, Terry. So for those of you that are interested in additional information about El Toro High School, there's a few ways you can gather that information. You can, of course, always go to the website. That's svusd.org forward slash ETHS. That'll take you directly here to El Toro High School's website. Uh, El Toro is also going to be offering uh, some tours and a showcase at the beginning of 2020. So do you know those dates off the top of your head, Mrs. Gussif? If not, we can go ahead and refer them to so the website. So it is January 29th is our showcase night, and okay. that's from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Fantastic. Mark your calendars for January 29th. And then for the actual uh, tour dates, you can see district-wide what those are. If you go to svusd.org, that'll take you to our main website. Once you're there, go to the resources tab on the right-hand side. It's a drop-down. Under that drop-down, you're going to see a little link that says School Showcases and Tours. You can click on that, and that will give you the schedule for all of our high school and K-8 uh, schools. Um, and you can get specific information on El Toro High School on the, tour, the two 
tour dates that they're going to be offering. And again, you can go to our website, svusd.org, for all of that information. Again, thank you, Mrs. Gussa, for taking time out of your busy Charger Mania schedule to come <laughs> sit with us. It's always a pleasure getting to talk to you for a few minutes. So thank you, and uh, go Chargers. Thank you, Mark. Go Chargers. Thank you for joining us for part one of episode four. We hope you'll continue to listen to what we have going on at all of our other comprehensive high schools by listening to our other three parts of this series. Mm-hmm.